just think we were prepared. You know, one thing my, uh, my trainer, he told me, he said, what did he say? He just told us to be prepared. It's always doubt with us every year. And it's like, oh, well, the Saints can't do this because something or, you know, Drew's gone and it. Oh, I, I don't, I'm the wrong person to ask because I don't care. And I'm coming in every year thinking we're going to be the shit. He's redirecting his offensive line to pick it up. Carr floats, we're looking for Taysom Hill, and he comes back and gets it. He's got it. Hill, touchdown, Saints. He gets just enough. He's got a guy bearing down on him, and Derek Carr is able to get just enough on that ball. What up? Welcome back to Black and Gold BS, the irreverent Saints podcast from Boot Crew Media, presented by AGI Specialty Valves and Zapardo's Family Market. I'm Jacob Krasno, alongside my trusty co-host, Sean Haspel. Allison couldn't be with us today. Uh, you'll never know if Bryce is here or not, um, because he may or may not be real. But Sean, there's a lot going on in the Houdat Nation <laughs> since we last potted. The Saints got to 7-7. Seven and seven. They beat the Panthers and the Giants. They were looking all right. And then they ran into a buzzsaw in L.A., got killed by the Rams. They made it interesting in garbage time, although it was pretty meaningless. And then today, they beat the Bucks 23-15. to They probably played their best game of the season, considering the Buccaneers uh, have looked pretty good for most of the year. They looked like they were cruising to a division title, but our playoff hopes are still alive. Um, and then, like... Also, we have some tomfoolery with rumors of D.A. being retained for a third season and Dennis Allen kind of villainizing the fans in press conferences and tickets have dropped to below $10 on StubHub and uh, there's just a lot happening right now. Um, so what what's going through your head as, as the Saints sit at 8-8 eight and eight and a victory with a little bit of help away from being NFC South champions somehow. I mean, it's, it's not the most exciting content for our, our uh, dozen listeners, but like, it's just the same groundhog day of, of a season that we've uh, just been cycling through this year and last year. Um, the saints are good enough to be mediocre um, and beat. I mean, like, yes, the bucks had won what four straight, but, they're a mediocre team, uh, like literally by definition, they're eight and eight, just like us now. Right. Um, and we, the Rams are like a slightly above mediocre team. I mean, they really struggled with the giants today. Um, but, and, but we got out schemed by them um, on, on both sides of the ball. And, uh, and so like, we, re- we just really haven't learned anything new. And like this, <laughs> it's, it's so funny. Like, it was a great – I loved today's win, but it's – I mean, just because it's fun and I didn't want to get swept by the Bucks for a second straight year. And I made right. a joke on Twitter. It's like Dennis Allen could be here saying, nobody beats Dennis Allen four times in a row uh, in the locker room today. Um, he probably didn't say that, but I'm, he probably was thinking it, though. But, I, I mean, the thing is, like, it, yes, and looking – Today was a great win. Uh, always fun to embarrass the Bucks. Um, on, I mean, on the road too. I mean, their fans were, were booing them and uh, throughout the day, and and uh, were leaving early periodically throughout the fourth quarter. Um, so it's nice to see that for a change. Um, on the shoe, the shoe being on the other foot uh, today, but uh, it's not a Pyrrhic victory because it's not like the win hurt us unless you're like a freak about our draft position and, right. and then like wanting us to tank. I mean, I, I get, I mean, and wanting DA to be fired by like an embarrassing loss, but it's like ultimately probably a meaningless victory uh, in to a certain extent, at least just because we still no longer control our destiny. And I mean, we like assuming we like want to beat the Falcons. I mean, it'd be great. I mean, we don't want to get swept by them either. No. Um, and it would be, I guess, just nice to finish with a winning record, just to say we're not losers and we don't want to finish with a losing record um, two years in a row. But we still don't control our own destiny. And we're going to most likely uh, 
need to, in order to make the playoffs, we'll, we'll still need to win the South most likely. Yeah. Uh, the wild, we're still technically alive for the wild card. Um, the path is very thin. Uh, the Steelers are playing the Seahawks right now at the time of this recording. I'm not sure the exact score. It's 14 um, to 10 Seahawks at halftime as of uh, this recording. You mean Steelers at halftime? No, the Seahawks are winning. Oh, wait, really? Yeah. Oh, oh, oh actually, it's in the third quarter. It's 17-14 Pittsburgh. Okay, okay. Um, well, yeah, because I had seen, yeah. Well, r- regardless, like, we're going to need, in order for the wild card to stay alive, we're going to need, I believe the scenario is that we'll need the Seahawks to lose today and next week. Right. And then whatever need- team loses the Minnesota-Green Bay game tonight, both teams that beat us, right? they will also need to lose again next week. And I think I saw that probably the more likely scenario is that we should root for Green Bay to win tonight. And then because I think it's Vikings Lions next week, maybe or something. I, I don't know. I don't yeah. remember the exact Whoever but, plays the Lions next week, they need to they need to lose tonight. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so, like, the wild card is still technically alive. I mean, it might not be by the, the time we finish courting. But um, but most likely scenario is that we'll obviously need to beat the Falcons no matter what and then rely on the Panthers to beat the Bucks. And the Bucks didn't look good today, obviously, but the Panthers looked just – I mean, they're, like, barely an NFL caliber team. At the yeah, moment. they're um, – they're- uh, they're collapsing. Yeah. I mean, they've already collapsed and they've, they're becoming a black hole. Right. That... I mean, they've shown, they showed some fight last week, almost beat the, the Packers. Um, and I, I think they won a game a couple of weeks ago, but um, yeah, I mean, they're like terrible. Like Bryce Young was like melting down on the sideline today. And um, did you see even... the video of David Tepper pouring a drink on a Jaguars fan? No way. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. It's, I, couple minutes ago i was scrolling through twitter oh wow there's yeah. a video of him literally dumping his drink on the fans sitting he's below him getting big trouble for that uh, he's <laughs> such a fucking clown dude like for all of our complaints whatever complaints we have about like the benson ownership like they're light years ahead of yeah of of him dude and just like one of these like new money like finance bros who just like stumble into sports ownership because it's like a jewel asset that like their rich golf buddies can't own almost by like definition um just because of scarcity but um i mean i've used this map this maxim on our pod like many times but it's like one of the things i like truly believe in that the greatest like differentiator in professional sports is like quality of ownership uh for good or for bad and like if you're handcuffed to a like subpar owner and that can manifest itself in myriad ways like there's like there's like a governor or a stricter plate on how good um your team can be a ceiling if you will yeah. so um so yeah uh regardless panthers are almost certainly not going to beat the bucks next week so this has been like a ramble, a hardcore ramble rant, but um, all of that is to say that like as fun it's, as today was, yeah, it basically signifies nothing except DA is going to be back next year. <laughs> like, it's like the most, it's the most saints, saintsy thing mm-hmm. that to quote Ralph Marlboro, it's yep. the most saintsy thing that could have happened. Yep. And we all saw it coming that <laughs> we were going to show up and kick the shit out of them. And yeah. make it a lot harder to fire DA. Yep. I did think I had a funny thought that um, like Tyron Matthew absolutely murdered Baker Mayfield at the end of the game and looked like he separated his left shoulder yeah. or something. And it would be it would be even more saintsy if he does not play next week against the Panthers and then Bucks win. lose oh. and then we lose oh. to the Falcons at home. You know that would mean the Falcons would be NFC champs and NFC South champs, right? I mean, I feel like that's that's like the worst possible scenario. And they like keep and then DA respect. continues yeah. to be. Oh right, yeah, we keep. That. Yeah, right. So, man, uh, yeah, I mean that would be, yeah. <laughs> so like even like within this game, it was such a microcosm of the DA era, 
that like the offense looked good. Uh, I mean, honestly, the offense did look pretty good today. Miss even like missing. I mean, Ryan Ramchek, that's like a whole other deal. Like, hopefully, he plays football ever again. But his yeah, knees are like that's very sad. sandpaper, like rock grinders. at least we got like six years out of him no like for sure and like if you if you draft an offensive lineman in the first round like yeah you might want a little bit more longevity out of them but like the quality of play we had from from him was like more than you could ask for i mean he's one of the best he's arguably the best right tackle in the nfl for like a three or four year stretch so yeah um so yeah best wishes to ryan ramchick and um the medical interventions that he gets ultimately this off season and hopefully he can uh, gut it out another year or two um, and help solidify the offensive line, which is one of the biggest weaknesses the saints going forward. So uh, like, but we'll, we'll cover that plenty on our, on our subsequent yeah. pods uh, with the, the off season rapidly approaching. Yeah. Um, I'm sure we're being set up to have a top 15 pick and we'll have a shot to draft Malik neighbors or Brian Thomas or trade up and get yeah. Jaden and we'll draft an offensive lineman from like Jackson state. Dude, it's wild, man. There's like, I don't know. I, like I, I almost like there, there's so much we could talk about with that. <laughs> like, we got to save that for future pods, but yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm sort of, of like, I'm of two minds of this game. On the one hand, I'm happy we won and I enjoyed the win. And like, of course I want us to be good and win. And like, there's a part of me that wants us to win the division so we can have a playoff game. Like that will be fun. But at the same time, like I have never ever been more convinced that Dennis Allen needs to be fired. And like, I, I still believe that he is going to get fired barring a Super Bowl run or a deep playoff run, like some miracle. Man. Like, so I got to give credit to uh, my Uncle Tommy for throwing out this this theory, if he's listening. He was actually talking to your dad about this on okay. Christmas Day. Yeah. God. What a pair those two are. Yeah. So, and I, I, so I really, I, I agree with this logic. I see where he's coming from. And basically the saints have gotten to a point where like the monetary value of our brand is fucked. Mm. We're completely in the shitter because when tickets dip below like 15 bucks or whatever on StubHub, like they were $6 that for that uh, giants game, like you could get in the door for less money than the fucking fees on the website. So when the tickets are that cheap, Right. Parking, parking at the dome would, would have been more than. The yeah. Tickets. Well, it's, it's like, it's at least it's $30 to park for a Pelicans game. It's going to be more expensive for a Saints game. Yeah. So when the tickets are that cheap, the type of people that are going to the game, if anybody's even going to sit in those seats, the type of people that are going to the, the game are not going to spend 50 bucks on beer and concessions and merchandise. So they're losing out on that money. Yeah. And like, it's probably not going to get better. Because the fan base has completely turned on Dennis Allen. Like, we've reached the point that we fantasized about last year. They're getting booed. They're not introducing him uh, in the Dome at all. They're they're not introducing Derek Carr last so that we don't boo the team out of the tunnel. Like, they've completely lost the fans. And they're, they're losing money. Like, they're probably hemorrhaging cash because of this. And I think when you get to that point, you have to make a change. Yeah. Like this isn't just like the fans bitching on Twitter, like, oh, we need to fire him. And then like there's no repercussions. It's just people yelling into the void. Like they're 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 losing money. Yeah. And the brand is tarnished. Um and for that reason, I think Dennis Allen's a dead man. Unless unless we win the division and and, and make some sort of miraculous playoff run which is not impossible if we play like we played today it's not impossible but it's probably not gonna happen right um yeah man i i mean i i agree with you like i i agree with you like everything you said but there's just so much evidence to the contrary that they're gonna run back like the DA experience overall, but okay. That being said, like, 
I, I agree. I agree with you that like they are not just complete idiots who are ignorant of like the bottom line. And like, like we've said, the saints are run by accountants and yeah. they, they know what the books are. Like even if Gail Benson isn't as plugged in to the profits and losses, debits and credits as Tom was, I the story that I was told when I worked on airline was that for a long time, at least um, there was like a, every day um, Tom Benson would be presented with the balance sheet of the organization. And I mean, I don't know how thoroughly he would go over the line items, but um, he cared a lot. And I, I, don't, I, I doubt Gail is as uh, meticulous um, <laughs> in, in reviewing the, 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 the finances of the org as she were. But like, I mean, you know, I mean, Dennis Lausha, like, he, you know, he is and, and, and they're, uh, they're like lieutenants as well. So, um, so like they know what the financial situation is. But I mean, the question is like, what's their like tolerance for pain, financial pain, like versus their like love for Dennis Allen. And I, I mean, I don't agree with it, obviously. Like, I mean, I don't, I feel like I like have to caveat that every time I say it, but it doesn't seem that it's reached like that, like Mendoza line tipping point yet as evidenced by like all these Ian Rappaport reports that very clearly are coming from, I don't know if it's like Saints PR shop or like Dennis Allen affiliated agent. Yeah. People. yeah it's impossible to say. Yeah. But like, it sure seems like we said on the pod previously that the plan as it was going into this weekend, if we'd gotten blown out and lost next week, that could have changed. But now it's now that we've had this like great win, pending what happens next week, it seems that the plan is to bring Allen back scapegoat Pete Carmichael and probably Doug Marone. Um, I've, I mean, I said this like pot, like several pods ago, like I, we need a new receivers coach, bring back Curtis Johnson, honestly, like, yeah. Um, what's he up to? He, I think he's like coaching in the, the nascent XFL. Uh, I think he's like the Houston oh, gamblers, which coach as of today has merged with the UFL. The US, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. B league team. <laughs> yeah. So I, I love it. I like, sidebar like i i'm all for like spring league football like i've always thought that the nfl needs it they need it because there's no good quarterbacks right yeah there's i mean there's a lot of there it's not like there's like a population of like great football players that are just like don't have jobs right now like these guys would be bottom of the roster guys but like you still would rather them like playing football than like not playing football if you're if you are a football team hoping to like scout and like maybe develop yeah. and like i don't know if they'll, it'll ever be an official minor league but um i'm all for it and i mean i didn't there really are watch some high profile names that came out of nfl europe when that was a thing yeah like big time, oh, oh yeah for big sure. time stars like for kurt sure. warner played right. in nfl europe and i mean if you want to go back further like the og usfl produced like sam mills punk, reggie white right yeah I mean, uh, I don't know he? if Reggie. I don't know if Reggie White played. Let's let's look this up. I want to say, didn't like Jim Mora coach him in the USFL, and they like won championships. He coached Sam Mills and um, oh god, uh, Vaughn Johnson. Yeah, yeah, you're right. The Memphis Showboats from 1984 to 1985. Okay, it was no, that was uh, Jim Mora was in Philly, but no, regardless. Um, okay, USFL. Yes. Anyway, we're, we're super off track. Um, but yeah, so like Pete Carmichael is going to get scapegoated, um, and a few a few of their offensive staffers are, um, and they're going to bring in. I think like so. This goes back to like the pitch. So basically, to get the fan base reengaged and sell the fan base on like not or like renewing their season tickets and like not like, I don't know, completely bailing on the team. They're going to have to be like, okay, you know, like they're going to be like, we won in theory. They're going to be like, we won four of our five last games. And like, 
Derek Carr's got a, a new uh, another year in the system and um, they'll probably make like a few like marquee not marquee free agent signings but like hometown like Tyron Matthew Jarvis Landry Jimmy Graham style uh, free agent signings that'll like keep like the more casual fans being like oh my god like yeah like like this is awesome um and then they'll bring they'll bring in like a new offensive system like a more modern offense which which we which we do agree is like needed but yes. like the question is like yeah. the the rot is like deeper than that and uh like to tap back into my my metaphor about bad ownership like if you have a bad head coach like there's like a there's a ceiling on how good like there's as long as Dennis Allen is the head coach of the Saints, there's like a ceiling on how good we can be because yeah, like it's the evidence is like bearing out that like we aren't focused and disciplined enough. Like we're still committing all these penalties and um, like there's just not the accountability needed. Uh, so yeah. I don't know. Um, so and then there's like the other existential problem looming over the roster in terms of like people getting old. And yes. like they're needing to be a refresh that's sort of like out of our hands. Like if Demario Davis and Cam Jordan are washed, then like they, they need to be replaced. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think a lot of that, I mean, there's the financial side of it and then just like the, the play players and set player personnel yeah. side of it. Um, the financial side of it, like we're going to have to figure that out. I think we're locked into Cam and Demario, I think for next year. And Cam is like teetering on washed territory. Like I think he's like almost yeah, like his, his done as a pass rusher. He's are, still good oh. against the run, but I think the solution they've kind of stumbled into, and and he does have that ankle injury that he's been managing the last few games. But the solution they've kind of stumbled into is that they like play him on first and second down and on passing downs. They take him off the field altogether and put in Zach Bond to pass rush, and which he's been like, good, and he's been good. And but that's like. <laughs> It's like the irony of it being like, like even DA's successes, like small wins, just highlight how frustrating the whole situation is altogether. Because it's like, why did it take like a Cam Jordan injury to like right. realize that Zach Bond should have been doing this for the last like four years, like rushing the passer, which he was great at at Wisconsin? Why did it take? us being like the worst red zone team in the NFL for the majority of the season to realize that like the like hall, future hall of fame tight end that we signed in theory to be our red zone target, like should be used as our red zone target and just not be like a healthy scratch for like, like a handful of games. Like yeah. what is going on, man? And so it's like, it's this ties back to what we were just talking about. It's like little shit like that, like roster management stuff um that like roster management and like player personnel like deployment that like is just off and like has been the last couple of years and like and like sean payton has a couple of dirty hands in that with like the zach bond situation so but like that goes back to like i mean that was da's defense that was like if da like had told sean payton it's like we're going to use zach bond as an edge rusher like sean payton would be like okay like yeah let's do it of course so like did. yeah so like DA's hands are dirty in that for sure. Like even like before his time as a head coach. So um, it's just like, so like little shit like that, but like it adds up. Um, and I mean, not to like, and then there's obviously the whole Trevor Pinning situation, which like, I did don't he know. Even, like, did, he we'll didn't talk, play today, did he? Off, After Landon Young got hurt, they, they didn't put Trevor Penning in the game. No, they, they played Cam Irving. Yeah. Like, um, a, stri- a street free agent. I think yeah. he was a former first round pick, but he's been around for a while and yeah. he's old. And right. We literally signed him off the street. Right. And we like, the, so I don't know, like the, the Trevor Penning situation is so frustrating because it's like, we're like neither, like we're basically like just accepting, accepting that he's like unsalvageable, which like he, he can't be that bad. Like he, he just can't, but like, you have to try something like, I mean, maybe like the move this off season is to like move him to left guard and like try to upgrade over James Hurst, like, or something, but like you have to try something because to just be like, 
oh yeah, like he he sucks. Like he's like our we're like not even gonna have him be like our third tight end. I mean our third uh tackle or fourth tackle, like when Ryan Ramchick goes goes out and then Landon Young goes out. Um you like this team can't afford to have a guy that highly drafted just be like not playing. Like you have to try something. And like right. I get that like you can't transition into guard probably mid-season. Like, I, I get that's hard, but like they have to try something this offseason because like they invested too much and our offensive line is too much of a position of need for it to just him to just be like, oh well. Like yeah. so um like maybe like like there's a few steps that we have to try. It doesn't seem we've tried yet before we can just completely write him off. But so yeah, very frustrating. Like you can get mad that he was picked in the first place, but like it's honestly more frustrating that he's just been relegated to nothing um man yeah so it's we've said this a million times but it's more true than ever that this team it has become a microcosm of new orleans it's just people's cronies like taking up jobs that they don't deserve and then when things go wrong we don't get answers yeah, we're just fed like meaningless, empty calorie bullshit. Yeah. And and dude, this like sucks because like this isn't the pod like this isn't this discussion that you and I are having right now. Like, is not the discussion that two diehard Saints fans should be having after like an objectively like good and fun win over like a hated rival, like to maintain our playoff eligibility. It's like, because it's because we know that at, at a moment's notice that next week. They could show up and be horrible, right? And get we could get shut out at home, like right. That is within the realm of possibility. Well, and even deeper than that, it's like we have such lack of faith in the head coach, right? That let's say, let's say we we win next week, we finish nine and eight. I I'm like refusing to believe that like Tampa could shit the bed so bad that we we would make the playoffs so like let's just in in this hypothetical let's just say we finish nine and eight tampa squeaks out a win and it's like okay like fuck we didn't make the playoffs we definitely had a disappointing season but you know we won we finished with a winning record um we won four of our last five uh we're gonna make these changes in the offseason you and i and a lot of other like not like Tudor and Horns, but like educated Saints fans, plugged in, tuned in Saints fans, just have such a lack of belief in DA that we don't believe that he's going to be able to successfully engineer a revamped offense. Because it's like it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy because like because he is like viewed as such a lame duck. What offensive, what like quality offensive coordinator is going to want to tie their like budding career to a guy who might get fired and by extension, they would lose their job almost certainly in a year? Yeah, like, I mean, we're, we're going to have to take a chance on somebody. Right. Right. We're like, going to, yeah. It would be interesting. What might be interesting is if everybody in Washington gets fired. And Eric Bieniemy doesn't doesn't get another head coaching job because yeah. he probably never will because of his uh, allegations. And then we bring him home to be offensive yeah. coordinator. Man, with maybe I'm with like the definitely a possibility, and it's like a shiny over. name. Right. It, so it's a shiny name, and like like we we're saying, like that's something that like the coaching version of like the yeah flashy free agent, like especially with local ties name to like get like the semi-casual fans like ooing and eyeing and and back on the belief train. But I mean, just, I mean, I don't want to get too granular about things that like may never happen, but I have not been impressed with him this year, man. Like Sam Howell is through, is like a pick machine and that team is doo doo. Um, So I don't know. I, all that is to say that like this year was like the litmus test for him, whether he, could be a good offensive mind away from out of the Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes nest. And like, I don't think he's past that. So, I mean, yeah, but, but, but you're, so 
all of that is to say that like maybe that does happen but like personally i would be like a little like ah like okay great like like the shine the shine is off of him now much more so than it was this time a year ago but 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 like again like we're going down like kind of ridiculous hypothetical rabbit holes but um but you you hit the nail on the head that like that's the kind of guy we would hire or like maybe a guy that um uh what's what's the guy who got fired from baltimore who was there Uh, greg roman um that's a name we would hire but like his system is like not we, so that's, we can't we run even, it with Derek Carr. We'd have so to that's take so it. that's the other thing we didn't we haven't even talked about that. That like Derek Carr is like a whole other issue, and that like he has largely been soured on by or soured himself, depending on your perspective, um, by the fan base, and we're stuck with him almost certainly for fi- more financial reasons yeah. um, than than the DA situation for next year. So so whatever. So in theory whatever offensive coach and they're like, if they would like bring some like a couple handpicked assistants to like help like fully make that transition to a new scheme, like away from the Sean Payton coaching tree is really the hope, honestly, like a more modern offense with like motion and, and play action, like things that like exist to help a guy like Derek Carr. Um, that 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 system would be built or at least sold to like that we're like maximizing Derek Carr. Um so so yeah um man <laughs> but like so so all that to say like a guy like Greg Roman who specialty is more like running quarterbacks and like um probably isn't gonna be the guy uh with Derek Carr here. So um but here we are. Yeah, it's. I'm I'm holding out a sliver of hope that all of this bluster in the media about Dennis Allen getting a new a third season is just the Saints leaking this stuff to maintain a, a level of class of like oh we're not gonna we're not gonna like sell this guy out before the season ends and then on black monday he gets fired man i mean if we if we if we don't win the division right because that's what happened to jim Haslett. yeah so yeah like i i i definitely wouldn't expect mickey or anyone else hyping the saints to like throw da under the bus like mid-season especially like while we're in nominally like playoff contention um, but then, so, but then you also have these leaks and stuff. And so just kind of gaming things out for your theory to be reality, that would have to be a hell of like a, like a skunk works operation to like really be planting these seeds to like, as cover as like intentional cover for, it would have for like the hire that they would make to replace DA in like the current state of play would have to be someone like pretty major um, that by necessity would have been a result of like conversations that they would have been having at least through back channels like for a while and like someone in theory like a Jim Harbaugh who just hired yep. Don Yee, Sean Payton's longtime agent um, all of that is to say, like, I mean, if that happened, we would be over the freaking moon. But oh, I it would just, be a slam dunk. I just am like so skeptical that like we have like the cunning and the canning, the canniness, uncanny. I don't know the the level of tact and like subterfuge needed to orchestrate like a two pronged effort like that like because there i mean there hasn't been a single like media whisper of of like any big fish type candidate to the saints yeah Uh, like and 
I feel like usually some like NFL rumor mongers like would float a report of like that. But in, also in theory, like they only do that when a party, namely like a team or an agent, like tells them and it would benefit them. And something like that, it doesn't benefit either side to have that get out. So, um, I mean, Harbaugh's desire to get to the NFL, like, has already been like, <laughs> that whole situation is so funny because he, like, very nakedly wants to get back to the NFL, but also, like, is, like, very determined to bring Michigan, his beloved alma mater, back yeah. to prominence and so like he's walking like such like a fine line i think like i almost think that like his dream is to like have michigan win these next two games win the national championship and then like be like i've restored like big blue to glory and and i'm oh yeah going to achieve my dream of like winning a super bowl now Two um, things can be true at once. He can right. want to have his cake and eat it too. Oh yeah, for sure. Well, and to say nothing of like the like him like wanting to get out of town before the NCAA cops like can keep closing in on him because like there's new stuff swirling around. We don't care about shit like that. Um so so yeah, man. Uh but again, I don't want to like spend any more any more uh oxygen talking about something that like i feel is so far-fetched that i mean it's like fan fiction at this point um yeah but i he is he all i'll say is that he is the type of coach that we need like we need a tour we need someone who's going to come in and take over every aspect of the operation and it has to be their way or the highway we need we need i don't want to say a sean payton clone because that obviously didn't work out with DA, but like someone who has that type of personality. Well, so the funny thing is that like, from what I've read and what I've like beginning to understand, like even though like DA is like Sean Payton's guy and is like from his tree, they are not the same personality. Like Sean Payton was like a, like a scary, like authoritarian, like my way, the highway as evidenced by what's going on in Denver. Last yeah. week, oh, baby we got, appearance, we, we oh, got, got cameo. So hello, we got hello. a cameo right now for our audio listeners. My hello. my daughter and my dog, who you just heard, are, are here. So my dog's a lot more vocal than my daughter at the moment, but um, uh, well, yes, we we all need dinner here on these parts, but but like yeah, so Sean Payton is like obviously like a it's like a very like my way the highway, like you said, like authoritarian, but like conversely, Dennis Allen. One of the reasons why, like a lot of these players, love him is that he is not an authoritarian. He is very much like a player's coach, and the reports are that, like, that, like, when the baton was passed from Peyton to um, Da, that, like, I don't, I don't know exactly, like, where these like anonymous quotes came from, but like. Someone was quoted as saying that there was like, we like, oh, we can like finally exhale and like stop walking on eggshells. Like, cause like Sean is gone and like DA is like way more like Zen about stuff. And it's like, oh, well, so you mean he like isn't working. as like anal about like small details and like like cleat size and like like the inches between like splits on, on wide receivers and stuff? Like and like which is like the head of the snake for all of the issues that we've seen the last two years. So, um, so like you said, like we do need like that kind of authoritarian, like micromanager, especially a guy who, um, to Mickey Loomis and ownership's credit, they had like granted Sean Payton and DA to a similar extent, like a ton of, of, of input in like player personnel decisions and like helping shape the draft board and stuff. Um, I don't know if, like like uh draft night clocks ticking down to similar players uh i guess they like group them in clouds on their draft board like uh you i mean you know what i'm talking about and i think our listeners probably do too but like if like player a and b are in the same cloud and like the clock's ticking down like who has that like literal final say if it's like mickey jeff ireland or da i'm not sure um especially if it's like they have a different opinion like who gets the final final say i don't yeah. know that 
but um we like yeah need a guy who has enough skins on the wall to know what he wants and like know what winning football looks like and like i i don't want to keep bringing up harbaugh but like i really do feel he's like the perfect candidate just because he's a guy who can like he played in the nfl for a long time coached uh in the nfl like it was only like four years but at a super high level obviously and then like relates to college players too um and like his players freaking love him at michigan like all the performative bs they did like pretending like he basically died when he was suspended <laughs> this year like it's it's like hilarious yeah. so the guys love him and he's like a super intense like authoritarian um but they love him and that that's what sean payton had that like yeah if you were one of payton's guys like like michael thomas loves sean payton he fucking loves sean payton and like michael thomas is not an easy dude to like win over but Sean Payton, like they're like they were both like assholes, and they like loved each other. And we just need someone who has that kind of like my way or the highway killer instinct in everything that they do, um, and that like unquestioned voice in the locker room that we haven't had since yeah. Sean Payton left. And, you know, um, this this isn't news. Like, this no. isn't a new concept or something that's out of the ordinary. Like, no. This is what it takes to win at any level of yeah. any sport. Like, a couple weeks ago, I mentioned uh, what happened to us in high school. Like, at Newman, when we committed penalties and how right. we were punished. The whole team got punished for stuff like that. But that right. wasn't the only thing that, like, our head coach... Uh, was uh, like obsessed about like we there was right. a game there was a playoff game I think when we were seniors where a couple of us came out of the locker room wearing green socks we weren't yeah. allowed to wear green socks yeah and we got yelled at and sent back into the locker room yeah. and we changed and then we came out we kicked the other team's ass so like it's that type of attention to detail and it's not hard you just do what they fucking tell you to do right. and you do it right well, so and 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 I also don't want to conflate like being maniacal about details with like being like an unlikable asshole like yeah. john payton was a maniacal about details but like players loved him like he was like dancing in the locker room with the guys like they would like go to war with him and so like and you see a lot of these like modern coaches like like you can still be a player's coach and be like a freak about details like all these guys from the shanahan tree and and, and a lot of that i mean like so you got mcveigh shanahan himself like mike mcdaniel um all those guys uh and it's it's really a lot about like thinking like willingness to like think outside the box and not to use a, D, a da expression like keep doing what you're doing like uh that that video of mike mcdaniel um like a team meeting i think it was from like hard knocks uh circulated last week of like him being like very self not de like self-critical. Um, yeah, for... yeah. It's a video of him in, in a meeting room with the whole team going over their loss. Who did they lose to? I don't know. But he's basically saying, like, I fucked up. Like, yeah. it, he literally says, like, my play calling was shit. Yeah. So, so yeah, like, I don't know, man. So that is what the Saints need. And, yeah, like... DA is just not going to evolve into that overnight. And um, I mean, like just, I think anyone who thinks that is going to happen, is just like foolish. Like DA is coached a lot. Uh, he's, he's, he has enough of a, a resume as an NFL head coach to like pretty realistically never change. I it it has happened before where like guys who were like pretty clearly failed coaches like became like great coaches like eventually like um Pete Carroll uh Ed Ogeron yeah right Ed Ogeron um but yeah I don't know man it's yeah, like it's it's the writing's been on the wall since day one yeah it just it's it's what the evidence suggests. Right. And like, it's, it's just kind of like gaming it forward, 
assuming that the scenario that I think is going to happen does happen, that we finish, let's say we finish nine and eight. And yes, like, like, like we've been talking about, uh, DA is retained. Um, and, but we're like overhauling our offense. Like it's just going to be, I'm like morbidly fascinated to see how they think they're going to like pull off this midstream rebuild and then how they think they're going to do it and then how they actually do it. And then obviously to see whether it actually works. Um, when like a lot of people are just going to be highly, highly skeptical. Yeah. Basically no matter what they do short of firing DA, which we don't, most of us don't think is going to happen. So yeah, it all just comes back to that. And it's going to be a really narrow tightrope for Saints Brass to walk to get the the BBs back in the box um, ahead of next year. Because, like, I mean, going back to kind of how we started the segment, like, there's like real world financial implications, like, yes. involved and like like real bottom line stuff involved in this. So. Um, that's crazy, man. Uh, yeah. I I hope you are right. I hope that like this like crazy sleight of hand is being pulled on us right now, and like we're it's like oh like we're like retaining like DA is safe, and then like over here there's just this like masterful incognito secret negotiation going back and forth. Well, like, you know, I I don't know if it's quite. I mean, it, that's what you're suggesting, like, isn't impossible. But I think it's a more elegant uh, solution, I guess, where they're not uh, – they're maintaining plausible deniability. Like, mm. if DA gets fired, they can just say, like, yeah. we didn't leak those reports. Like, right. You have no proof that we're the ones who went to Ian sure. Rappaport and said that or, – or whoever reported this and said that DA was safe. Like it's just an anonymous source. It could be. Right. Bull- it, it could be bullshit. That's also a possibility. I, I think. True. I think we, me and you both, believe that someone in the organization is leaking it. But uh, yeah, man. That it. It's frustrating, but also you're right. It's fascinating to see like what's going to happen. And I, I am going to manifest this. Like, I think we've reached a point of no return. And if, like, Twitter is going to, like, like, our flames will come out of our phones. Like, our phones will explode when it's announced, if it's announced that DA is coming back for a third season. People are going to fucking riot in the streets. Like, (laughs) the Confederate statues will come to life and murder the people on Airline Drive. I mean, you could like argue. It's going to be insane. You could argue that the, um, that like these leaks are being made by the Saints to like soften that blow when it like basically like soft launching the idea. I'll float another possibility that the leaks are happening to uh, make it make them seem more heroic when they do fire him. Okay. Because like that's the thing too. Like it we if we believe that they're gonna retain him for a third season and then they fire him, suddenly it's like, oh my god, they did make the right decision. Like it just seems like because we're expecting him to come back and then if he doesn't, we're gonna be yeah. happier. I mean, you're right, man. Um <laughs> <laughs> like I just uh, I, I cannot I cannot reasonably believe that they think people are going to be happy to see him come back. Like people are going to cancel their season tickets. There, there will be people that cancel their season tickets. Um, absolutely. Uh, oh my God. <laughs> it's, it's sad that we, we, we've devoted like 30 seconds of this podcast to talking about the game. The actual game. We didn't talk about the actual game. <laughs> Like, 
But like you said, like what is there to really talk about? It's there are games where we look great and then suddenly we look horrible again. Right. Like yes, it's ha- I'm happy that Tyron Matthew is still like blowing people up and Demario Davis is making plays and Zach Bond looks like he has a pulse and like Juwan Johnson now he's got a mustache, so yeah. like of course he's like an incredible tight end. Yeah. Taysom Hill caught a sweet touchdown. Taysom Hill yeah. looked good. Derek Carr played well. To, like, honestly, Derek Carr's like played pretty well these last few games. Yeah. I mean, besides, there's some rough stuff um, in that Rams game, obviously. But uh, and I don't think that like and and that goes back to like the question is like how much is our like archaic offense like holding this team back? You know? Yeah. Like. How much that honestly, like, I feel like that, like we're talking about what the the blueprint is for a new and improved Dennis Allen Saints, a modern offensive system designed to maximize Derek Carr and our weapons um, and some younger, faster players in our front seven. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah, it needs to be the offense needs to be what Ogeron, speaking of Ed Ogeron, what Ogeron did in 2019. He just needs to completely take a step back and hire somebody to do everything with the offense. Yeah. We need our version of Joe Brady. Because yeah. that is that you know, that that's something we haven't really like verbalized much on the pod because we spend so much time talking about existential problems. But like if the offense was consistently good, the defense has been good enough for us to be like a playoff team. Yeah. Like the defense has had moments in games where they've looked really bad, but it's, it's nothing like, you know, the, the three, seven and nine seasons under Peyton or, or the 20 oh, yeah. season. Like the defense is still in the top 15. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Sean, Sean McVay, like badly out schemed DA. Um, but how much of that, yeah, is like our players being like old and slow and not being able to keep up with these like motions and crossers, yeah. all these like crossers and stuff. But maybe, maybe if they saw it every day in practice and during training camp, then they would be better at defending it. But, yeah. um, one, one thing we should mention before we go is that Alvin Kamara got hurt in the game. And if we don't have him next week, yeah, we're like Kendra Miller just like disintegrated with a snap of Thanos's finger. Like I don't know where where he is. I don't know what. And also like where are Michael Thomas and Lattimore? I, I feel like they should have come back weeks ago, according to the original timeline of their injuries. Yeah, that's that's the other frustrating thing. And like, there's been Saints Twitter whispers <laughs> that. DA and Marshawn's relationship has turned for the worse for reasons that like no one is really able to like ever spell out, but they're like, like, Oh, I've heard like, I don't know. It's like weird. Like it's hard to put a lot of stock in stuff like that just because no one ever's really like gone on record on record as much as like random, like Twitter from random fans. Um, be considered the record, but like no one's really ever said like why or and, like people are just very like elusive about it. But um, seems to be like from a lot of different unrelated sources, and so where there's maybe where there's smoke, there's fire. Um, that would be a devastating blow for the yeah. franchise. So he's almost certainly back next year, just for financial reasons. Like I don't even like even if he was like I like, I demand to be traded. Like, I don't even know if, I don't know how that would work, but, um, the only trade I would entertain for Marshawn Lattimore is, would be for us to move into the top 10 of the draft mm-hmm. and, and take a quarterback. Yeah. Like yeah. I would, I would trade Marshawn Lattimore for Jaden Daniels. Yeah. You know, yeah, sure. Um, so we'll see what happens there, but, uh, but no, I mean, there's Michael Thomas might be, might've seen the last of Michael Thomas as a saint. And, uh, yeah, his tweets about Derek Carr a few weeks ago, yeah, I, that's more easily uh, explained. Yeah, than than Latimer's uh, absence. 
I would be sad um, if, I mean, he basically would be a free agent. And um, yeah, if we just like let him walk. Um, He's going to walk and, right over to Kansas City, where yeah, he maybe. will immediately become like an all pro receiver. Yeah, I know. I'll, I'll be rooting for him as long as he doesn't go to one of our rivals. Um, he's, uh, yeah, one of my favorite players. I know it's been yeah. up and down with him, but yeah. Anyway. Um, anything else we want to discuss? Before Not at the moment, man. I mean, back to your family. No, I mean, uh, you know, it's like we're going to have all offseason to talk about how we think the Saints can get better and what, what like, the grand reveal. Like, I feel like, yeah. like <laughs> there's just this, like, like reality TV-esque, like, grand reveal moment that, where, like, is DA back or not? And, like, like the official uh, confirmation of that. Yeah. It's actually, I, like, kind of funny that, like, I bet that, if he is returning, there won't be some like big press conference where Mickey Loomis is like, we're looking forward to like having Dennis, like building like this team around like Dennis. Like it's just going to be, it's going to be kind of like it was last year or it's just like, they just like show up to work and it's just like business as usual. Um, Yeah. I, again, I can't, I cannot reasonably believe that they think they can get away with that now because it's so much worse now. Like I think if that happens, like people will show up, like to air, like there will be like a protest on airline drive. Like people will go to training camp. Oh, and that's another thing that'll happen. The fans won't be able to go to training camp. Like there just won't be practices open to the public. People wearing like bags on their head to training camp and stuff. Like, like yes, fire like, DA. We, I, we, I'm we, honestly shocked that there like haven't been like. I'm honestly like a little disappointed in the Saints fan base that there haven't been like billboards on airline highway i guarantee you're coming i guarantee well and also there's going to be i cannot wait to see the the floats at mardi gras this year with like and Derek carr like it's going to get ugly like if people are willing to do like a fat zion float like like zion at least is good at basketball yeah (laughs) like it's gonna get really ugly man it's we've never seen anything like this, which is kind of fun. Like <laughs> the drama of it all is kind of fun, but like we never like Ditka didn't get a third season. No. It, like all the guys like pre Benson, like even those fuckers like Nolan Roberts or whoever, like none of them lasted three right. years. This is uh, uncharted territory. It's it's funny though because like the Saints haven't been like bad enough to make it like a no brainer. And I think someone on Twitter pointed out today that like DA's like for Saints history, like DA's winning percentage is actually like pretty good. Um but like through through his first like two seasons. Yeah. Okay. Um, but that's like, you know, if you're like an adult and you've graduated from college and you're patting yourself on the back for solving like a basic, like algebra equation. Like, yeah, that was impressive when you were 13 years old. Yeah. But like, we're not 13 anymore. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We got to get out of here (laughs) so we can go back to celebrating the win. Yes. Yay. Okay. Yeah. As a part of family markets, um, buy yourself a nice bottle of alcohol from Zapato's Family Markets and uh, drink yourself into a stupor when the Saints inevitably return their head coach uh, and Derek Carr for the 2024 season. You know what Zapata's you can do with Zapato's? By the way, it makes a difference when the owners are there. A big difference. But you know what you can do? You can go buy groceries, you can ask for paper bags, and you take those paper bags home, and you decorate them, and you wear them. To the Superdome, and then that's right, camp and all that other stuff. Okay, and let's not forget about AGI specialty valves, um, yes. who are very good at what they do, selling valves um, for like your pump supplies, um, which uh, <laughs> not uh, not the type of valves that like you put in like heart replacement um, for when you have a heart attack when you find that that uh, the Saints have not only 
keep DA, but after he goes nine and eight, which is like far and away his best record as a head coach, they're extending him. So um, you might oh. need a heart heart valve placement um, from AGI specialty valves. Don't let preventable pump failures cost you. Contact AGI specialty valves at 832-485-0003 or info at agivalves.com. All right. Next week ought to be fun. We'll get the whole gang back together. So thanks to Sean and to Allison and to Bryce and our sponsors. Until next week. Who dat? Who dat? Who dat?